Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri, and I'm doing Extra Life. By donation, I'll be taking song requests for a marathon session of Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Donate enough, and I might play Cherry Pie for an hour. Go to extra-life.org today. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 54 of We The Gamer Cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com, and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every Monday. Thank you for listening and being here. Thank you for hitting that little, that cute little subscribe button. Just, just a little click, and this gets automatically downloaded onto your devo- device of, the device of choice. This is a great start. Thank you guys for being here. It's uh don't even know what's happening right now. But we're here. It is Monday. We're going to talk with Adam Leonard from Mega Dads. But before we get into any of that, if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. We talk about video games and oh, so much more. And if you want to be part of the show, it's pretty easy. <laughs> All you got to do is tweet at me, at Sean Capri. At uh, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Why does it feel like I haven't done this in a little while? It really hasn't been that long. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's too much caffeine. I maybe have over-caffeinated, and I'm tripping over myself here a little bit. So thank you guys for bearing with me. Um, but if you're not new, you know that last week we had Nathan Thomas at Voice by Nathan. What a great what a great chat that is. And I this show, I'm meeting new people, I'm becoming friends with people. Like I, I I chat with Nathan all the time on, on the Twitter. I see we, we pop up in each other's Facebook feeds and all this good stuff. It has been just incredible getting to know him. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as well. Um Yes, that is great. I want to give a quick shout out to uh Ed Placencia from the Married to the Games podcast or at Ed Placencia. Uh, we are going to get together, I think, and we're going to play some Jackbox Party Pack 3. I know that this is a game that he really enjoys. I have been assigned to review it for We the Nerdy, so I, I'm looking forward to that. And I think that we may have Ed on the show in the future, so I hope that that happens sooner rather than later. I've been very lucky. I've had a lot of people reach out wanting to be part of the show, and this is just... I'm so grateful that that people listen, and even more so, they they feel uh, like they will subject themselves to my ridiculous questioning. <laughs> so thank you guys. The, the support really does mean a lot, and uh, I do see the reviews coming up, and I appreciate every review on iTunes. That helps in a way that I don't even understand, as Timothy Hall from Married to the Games used to put all the time. What have I been playing? I'm struggling with Gears of War, you guys. Gears of War 4 is a game that uh, I think a while back I I realized that that was my most anticipated game, and I'm struggling to get through it. I'm not playing it like it was my most anticipated game. I am finding excuses and distractions and things to do to to not really dive into the campaign. Like, I just... It's not for me. And so... I know Andrew Semichek, we did a review a few weeks back and he was telling me about this and I kind of, you know, I did, I, I was, un, I hadn't played it, so I had really no opinion at the time, but I was kind of like, maybe, are you being a little too harsh on this? And from my perspective, I don't think that he was, like, there's just nothing for me that's, it's not really grabbing me in the way that I really expected it to. 
uh, and I, I don't, I'm glad I'm not reviewing it because I haven't really quite put my finger on exactly what it is. Um, there, I'm, I'm now, I guess, act four. So maybe there's something at the end that really makes this thing come together, which is rare for a game. I feel like endings are tough for games to really pull off. So we'll see. Uh, there's just so much else coming out and, and the multiplayer is excellent. I th- that may be part of it as well. I would rather just go on and have a quick round of multiplayer, even though I'm terrible at it. Uh, I think I would, I'm having more fun with that. And speaking of multiplayer, I had a chance to dive into the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare beta. Uh, after I recorded this last weekend, I jumped in on the PlayStation. And then just last night, I played for about 15, 20 minutes with Neighbor Matt on Xbox. And I don't know what it is. Matt, he was telling me that the Infinite Warfare, uh, or sorry, the Infinity Ward games typically are a little bit more difficult. And I find that really interesting because it's not really like is it part of the game design is it part of the company who makes it that makes the games harder or is it just like i feel like that's completely in i like the community it's the players that i'm that i'm up against that are making this hard and who when i look at the kill cams and i see a lot of them trust me my kill death ratio or whatever you call it is like one in 32 like it's ridiculous i am not contributing at all i feel completely useless and i'm watching these guys kill me with crazy precision these guys are assassins like sylvester stallone and antonio abandaras they it's headshots automatically i don't know how to describe how else to describe it and i'm just waiting like my only chance is that if i see somebody else they have to miss me for an entire clip for me to even stand a chance and that's not going to happen so i i played for a few rounds didn't do very well at all and i know that i'm not the most talented multiplayer kind of shoot 'em up kind of guy but i can usually find some enjoyment uh, like I am with Gears of War, like I did with Uncharted earlier this year with Doom and some of these other games. I find I find that they're fun, but this game is very intimidating to me, and I just wasn't having fun. It's I know that it really might, I should probably have a litmus test that gets uh, shows its signs earlier than this. But when I take the headphones that I'm using to not be distracting to Chelsea and the dogs, uh, when I take those. And I throw them onto the couch. That's when I know I'm not having a good time. There's probably signs of that before I I have an outburst like that. But that's pretty much what happened. I just kind of ripped them off my head and I threw them on the couch. And I'm like, that that was my rage quit. I know Ed Placencia has maybe more gentle rage quits. But it was like a legitimate, I, I can't even control myself right now. That was my Call of Duty experience. And, uh... That's why I play the campaign. So there's still hope. I really do love the the campaigns in Call of Duty games, and I don't know why I'm rambling on about the Call of Duty stuff, but that's what happened. Uh, Gears of War was a thing. I haven't got back to Paper Mario because Chelsea is loving it. And so we only got that one copy, and I'm glad that it makes me happy when she finds a game that she's just killing it. I love that. And uh, I will allow it. <laughs> yes, I don't know what that even means. Uh, that sounded, it's a saying that when you apply to your wife, just takes on a totally new connotation. It's just like, that wasn't appropriate at all. But I hope you guys take it in the spirit in which it was tended. intended. Switching over to the Nintendo Switch. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that today. Uh, Bobby and I, the Nintendo Guru, we did a, a special episode of If We Ran Nintendo. Uh, we had Justin Masson on from Nintendo Dads, and we chatted about our kind of reactions, us and every other podcast in the entire world. I don't know if you guys are like me, but my podcast feed just like blew up six times over uh, with new reactions. So I hope that you find some time to get over there and check that out. So I won't, I won't belabor 
here. But I'm very excited. This is a definite buy for me. I think Nintendo killed the reveal. And uh, I hope you guys are excited about that as well. Uh, Adam and I touch on on that in this in our chat a little bit later. Speaking of if we ran Nintendo, I hope you guys do check that out, not only just for the Nintendo Switch reveal, but this week we're going to have a very special episode with Toby Thornton, who is also on the GeekCast. Uh, it's a meeting of the minds. There's been a bit of a battle going on to win the best friend title for, for Bobby. I think you can just have it. But it'll be fun to have, uh, have Toby on the show, and uh, there may be a special announcement. Toby doesn't even know. It has nothing to do with Toby, but Bobby and I have something very special to announce on this next show, so tune in for that. Nice little teaser there. Uh, What else? Before we get into the show, I want to do a quick reminder, quick shout-out. If you guys, if you have a little extra cash, maybe you need, uh, maybe you're thinking about your tax refund. Last year, it wasn't as big as you wanted. Guess what helps your income tax refunds, everybody? charitable donations like the ones to my extra life that's is about that's really pulling on the heartstrings right <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have the sarah mclaughlin song on this one let's just say when you donate to a charitable initiative you get some money back and it definitely helps your tax returns speak to your accountant i'm not uh, an authority on blah 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 this is a disclaimer I will be in extra life you can find me on extra-life.org i am part of the we the nerdy team to keep me awake in the wee hours of the night, I will be playing rock band and Guitar Hero and whatever else. I've got the drums and everything. I'm going to be setting up and testing my Twitch stream later on because I think that's going to be confusing. But please, you guys, it would be so incredible. Uh, I will be taking um, requests by donation. So if you want to tell me to play a song or play it over and over again, let's uh, just donate and put it in the comments. That's as easy as that. Uh, the ultimate is with a $50 donation, I will play Cherry Pie for one hour straight. I hate that song. Uh, it it's almost ruins the game for me, but for 50 bucks and for the kids, I will put myself through that. So, And if you guys have any other creative ideas, I'm totally up for that. But I know if I throw too much at you, it gets confusing. So let's just focus on that $50. If we get one $50 donation, that would be incredible. Um, so that would be great. What else? Oh, the offer still stands. Uh for really any donation, if you guys make it, make a donation, we'll throw up an ad at the start at the start of the show. Help spread the word about your podcast and uh, just kind of sh- spread the love. Because I'm not going to pocket any of that ad money. Whatever it is, it's probably not worth it anyways. But at least we get to help the kids with the extra life business. Okay, let's get into it. My guest this week, Adam Leonard from Mega Dads. Um, every so often, a guest rolls into the show via Skype, who is just so advanced and i'm so glad that i had a chat a chance to chat with with adam and i've been listening to mega dads i heard him on on uh nintendo dads um and i so i feel like you get a good sense but I, that's why i really like the show i wanted to to take a deep dive in to adam's brain crawl around a little bit and what i found was that he is very kind creative gentle humble engaging thoughtful and inspiring kind of guy like i just you know just it embodies all the goodness in in human i don't know now i'm kind of going over the top with this but i really enjoyed my chat i found adam was just very relatable we have very, a lot in common he may even be canadian who knows adam have you ever considered that you may not have remembered being born in canada but uh you come across as a as a type of a canadian to me anyways of course uh, as i mentioned part of the, the mega dads website podcast they've got a comic strip over there he does beautiful commission artwork 
And I'm not just saying that because he's on the show. This is, I want to buy this. Uh, so go go check it out. We'll talk about all the places you can find him in the chat here. Uh, let's get into it. Here he is, my guest, Adam Leonard. <laughs> I tend to do this. I hope it's not too creepy. I'm looking at the guitars in the background, and I actually... Oh, yeah. So is there anything that you can't do? Like, you draw, you're a dad, you obviously play music, um, podcasting, writing, everything. Like, where does right. this, where does this start with music? Because I, I dab a little bit in guitar, but I never got into it as much as I always wanted to. I was super late getting into it, but I always, every once in a while, like uh, learning how to play a song that I heard on the radio and playing along with it. Yep. Well, it's it's kind of weird. It's it's kind of like art in a broad sense mm-hmm. has always been really ingrained in who I am. And it actually stems back to my mother and my grandfather. My grandfather used to work for, um, I believe it was Dayton's department stores. Um, and he was a designer. And back in like the 50s and 60s, he would he would design the stores like seasonally. So he'd put up all the big decorations in the in the stores. And uh, he was a painter and a musician. And that kind of transitioned to my mom. And she mm-hmm. was the same thing. She she taught herself piano by ear and she could oh, play wow. accordion and she was an oil painter. And then that kind of got passed on to me. And it's just something where. I've always had this need to make things, mm-hmm. whether it is drawing or playing music or writing. Um, I kind of went through phases early on where I would do like five years of just drawing. Oh, and wow. Then would, and then I, I taught myself to play piano mm-hmm. and I taught myself to play guitar. And funny story about that. I'm left handed. I'm kind of ambidextrous, but I'm primarily left handed. And those are all right handed guitars because that's all I had. To teach myself with Mm -hmm. so those are all right-handed guitars so i taught myself to play guitar and i taught myself to play drums and uh, i used to i used to be really into songwriting Mm -hmm. and i would record each instrument individually and then compile it all together so it'd be a full band sound but it was all me Mm -hmm. like the dave grohl kind of thing like the first foo fighters record exactly and actually dave grohl foo fighters are my favorite band so maybe that's a little something there but um yes good taste yes I've seen them six times live and I just can't get enough. Yeah, but, uh, me too. I did. Yeah, I did songwriting probably for like a good five years. Mm-hmm. And um, and then just within, I don't know, maybe like the last, I guess it was when I got married and we decided to have kids when I really just kind of put that on hold. Right. Drawing was easier to do in your free time as opposed to putting yourself in a cave and recording (laughs) songs because i mean it's hard enough to record them but you got to write them too Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of been on the back burner but yeah i don't know it's just tough kind of like brushing the dust off of the old guitar every once every like because i've got one in my uh in my in the master bedroom and i've got a couple in the i've got two acoustics and an electric and i haven't pulled out the electric in forever it's just too that's that's just too loud i got there yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah similar to i've got kind of like a full body and then a a cutaway on on my ibanez so 
I got, which I picked up actually in the States. I grabbed from a guitar center in Orlando. I don't know what it was. I, I've bought like kind of weird things when I've been in the States. I bought a guitar one time and then I bought a $700 video card back in the day. I, think <laughs> I told the story before about a, it was so like in the very first days, it was back in the 3DFX days of video cards. So I don't know why, but I picked that one up in like Anaheim in like 1997 or 1998. But, um, I want to, I want to ask about your grandfather actually, because I don't really uh, get to, get to do that too, too often. Did you know him? <laughs> did you know him? well like outside of the job that he did or like did he have more, a more direct influence on your life as it as it were he he passed away when i was very young i yeah. don't even believe i don't think i was even one years old um but uh one year old <laughs> yeah but uh he was kind of like i don't like like an influence in the background i guess because i would always right. hear stories about how creative he was and he For was ambidextrous mom. like i was and uh, they'd call him Grandpa Lefty, and I'm the Lefty, and uh, I would just on always you one day. Right, I was. It was just always kind of like I. I wish I did know him because yeah. I hear all these stories, and there seems to be some real connectivity there. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's such a rela- relatable character, even though I never really knew him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't have a lot of like direct influence, but I feel like there's part of that that's been passed to me regardless right from your mom and like what's your mom's family like did she have brothers and sisters who like are kind of the same or what is that like you know it's really interesting because she has a sister Mm -hmm. um and they're kind of night and day my mom's very creative and always wanting to make things and my sister not so much and i actually have two brothers john who i do the mega dads with Mm -hmm. and then my other brother david and it's kind of the same thing john's got a little bit of that creativity in him too um but i seem to have got like a super dose of like if i'm not making something i'm going crazy Mm -hmm. i'm Mm -hmm. always thinking about what am i going to draw next or what's you know what's the next song i'm going to write um it can be kind of it's like a like a good thing and a bad thing right because who has time for any of that (laughs) yeah especially as a dad now i just there's none Mm -hmm. um and so there's, there's, you know, that kind of goes into the whole balance issue that we, that we deal with. And like in Megadads, yeah. it's a total of just, you know, how do you, how do you find time to do those things? When is it okay to make time for yourself? Mm-hmm. And then what do you do with that time? Yeah. You got to Like, if you have free time, maybe it's not even planned. It just sort of happens. You go, wait a minute. Now what do I do? Am I yeah. gonna, like, am I going to play? Am I going to create? Because Mega Dads is more than just a podcast. I don't know. I think many people know you guys through the podcast, but mm-hmm. um, you're commissioning art. You're doing a comic book. Um, I mean, commissioning, or I already said that. Like, you just have. I didn't realize that the Mega Dads brand was. You got your Patreon going on. Mm-hmm. Um, where did where did I'm sure that this started with like one idea, yep. and then sort of has has branched out as your creative mind has has blown up where did it did it start with the podcast or did it start with more on the the doodling side it actually started funny enough as just a facebook group oh wow it was john's idea he he came over for dinner one night and he said i got this weird idea tell me what you think Mm -hmm. and he's like let's just make a a facebook group where we can have like dads come on and we can just kind of talk and it started as a very 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 small kind of let's just do this for fun right and the idea really wasn't any more than let's just see if we can get like a little community going mm-hmm. and then from there we went into well what else what else could we do i wanted to use it as like an outlet 
Because let's get an excuse for me to be able to draw. Let's make an excuse for me to be able to compose music again. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, what, what would what would you think about doing like a webcomic? What if we did a podcast? And at the time, I wasn't even listening to podcasts. John was like podcast All heavy. In. He was the addict. Um, so I was like, I don't really know anything about it, but should we try to do it? Um, you were just then, in that easy. I remember people talking about podcasts before I really had heard about it. I went like, well, that's that's. I felt like it was silly. I didn't understand it. It was, especially at the it. time, it was mm -hmm. it was um, cumbersome to download them. It wasn't as easy. It didn't just like land on your phone. You had to subscribe right. to them on iTunes on your computer and then sync it up with your iPod. I don't know if that's as far back as you're going here, but that's kind of like the origins of podcasts. It was a pain in the ass to get them. Yep. Um, yeah. J thankfully, John is like the brains of the operation, nice. and he was <laughs> able to take you know these spitball ideas mm -hmm. and that's when he decided you know let's do the website so then we got the website which is kind of like our hub and we started blogging off of that and then we tied the podcast into that and it just kind of there was never really a roadmap for mm -hmm. it it's it just very organic yeah it was just kind of like well what do we want to do next yeah and then as we continued to do each thing it grew and grew a little bit more and a little bit more and mm -hmm. to where we're at today. And, you know, we kind of consider it like a three-pronged thing. We've got the comic, we've got the blogs, and the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, of course, the Patreon well. now, too. Patreon, when did you guys launch yep. the Patreon? Um, I think it's been about a year now. Yeah, good and, for you. And the, and the idea with that was, you know, we wanted to refine what we were doing. Um, we had really crappy equipment um, we were mm -hmm. like, we're just winging it. You know, we're just two guys trying to, trying to do something that's both satisfying to us, but also like worthwhile to other people. For sure. Um, one of the things that I always struggle with, uh, and that's kind of changed the direction that we go with in the show is, does anybody really care what I think as far as video games goes? Um, you know, there's so many podcasts that you know, they cover the news right. and they cover what they've been playing and that's fine and good, but I wanted to make a little bit more of that. And mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of changed the direction. If you listen to our earlier podcasts, like our first episodes, they're terrible. <laughs> it is yep, so I know that's bad. Like. I know what that's like. <laughs> it's like, here's what's going on in the industry. Mm -hmm. Here's the video game that I've Very played. serious. Let's make this yeah. official. And yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And a few episodes in, it just kind of dawned on the both of us that, yeah, we can still do that, but we need to make this a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And um, I think kind of the direction we've taken is almost making it a comedy show. Yep. Um, that's, you know, it's centered on video games. But if you listen to our show, a good half of the show is just pure nonsense. Well, I love it because you guys have like definitely like my style of dry kind of humor. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily <laughs> like the, the, the textbook dry humor, but if there's something like that, I really like it's a, there's a kind of like a layer of sarcasm in there as well. Right. Um, I just, I've really, really come to like it. Uh, how Thanks. long, how long have you, has that been going on sort of consecutively then? Well, the, the podcast is a little over two years old. That's phenomenal. Um, do you ever stop think to think about that? That's too like you're, you're, you've seen yeah. like the PlayStation Four and Xbox One come into existence. You've seen the Wii U come to a right. close. You're going to watch the, the Nintendo Switch come up here. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. You've seen incredible things. It's like a little. It's like your own little another child that it's, is yeah. growing up before your eyes. It's incredible. It's it's weird because it's like part of me still feels it's very much just us hanging out. Right. And that was kind of 
And that was kind of the advent of the actual podcast was we, you know, we'd get together, you know, John's my brother. So we get together fairly often and do, this yeah. is what we do. Yeah. We just make jokes and we talk <laughs> about games cause that's what we love. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we moan about our kids and it's like, well, why don't we just record this? Totally. It's entertaining. That's right. well, if you're entertained, you know, talking to him, then chances are somebody else is going to be entertained. Yeah. So what was growing up like with John? Like you guys, obviously, I mean, for my family, we had four of us and that we were all kind of like tightly packed. Things were crazy all the time. Um, we fought, but we played together as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we've gotten closer as we got older. Um, oh, yeah. Two of my brothers have moved away. Uh, and actually, that has somehow brought us closer in a weird kind of way. Like, we appreciate, I think, each other a little bit more. But I always kind of like hearing about families who grow up close, stay close all the way up through. Um, I think for our family, we kind of had to learn that part. We all wanted to go do our own things. We're all very, very different, mm-hmm. all four of us. So now that we're older, it's uh, it's it's a bit of a different dynamic. So has it always been like you guys just hanging out, talking about games, or has that been something a more of a learned behavior for you? Games have always been a part of it. Yeah. Um, we grew up in a single parent house. Okay. Uh, my my mom raised the three of us pretty much on her own. Yeah, uh, wow. And so the, we kind of used video games as, I don't know, it was like a, almost a way of just kind of getting through some of yeah. the harder times because uh, mm-hmm. there was definitely a lot of hard times. Uh, but video games were always in, present. In what way? Oh, just, you know, with the lack of a dad, you know, and you got sure. three, you know, three boys in the house and, yeah. you know, a mom, a mom can do the best that a mom can do. But, you know, when you're a, when you're an eight year old kid, where's dad? Right. Right. So there's and, and that's probably influenced a lot of what we do, too, um, mm-hmm. because being good dads is really important to us. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there was definitely a void growing mm-hmm. up because, you know, every, every little kid wants a dad to look up to and dad chose not to be there. Yeah. Uh, so we had, we had each other, um, and we had games yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we, you know, we started with Atari and nice. transitioned to Nintendo. We were always Nintendo kids, never had Sega. Good uh, move. So, that's a, that's a smart yeah. mom. You know she's on the ball. <laughs> yep, yep. Mom, mom got the hookup with the the NES and the Super Nintendo and all. We had everything all the way mm-hmm. through. And so as we got older, um, well, first there was there was the conflict period where okay. Adam decided to get a PlayStation and John decided to get an N sixty four. Oh God, the war, the console war is taking the, place in the house. The console war in our house was epic it was just <laughs> unbelievable we hated each other did you really? so much oh my you wouldn't believe the the pointless fights we would have it was just ridiculous absolutely absurd where uh we'd be like crash versus mario and uh your controller sucks and yeah. i got discs <laughs> and you got you know it's just like every and anything and you were adamant about it oh yeah and looking back on it now, I'm like, man, Nintendo 64 was awesome. <laughs> oh, that is but, hilarious. And even as a kid, like we're playing, we're still living in the same house. You know, uh-huh. we're under the same roof. So we're playing each other's machines. Yep. And I'm like, man, Wave Race 64 is the best. And he's like, man, Resident Evil is the best. <laughs> but then once we, once we kind of realize that we're enjoying each other's console, it's like, yeah, but your little third arm on your controller sucks. Yeah, you can't give in. You can't, yeah. you can't show signs of it's weakness. Just, just you know dumb boy arguments so 
there was God, that makes me laugh. video games were like a bonding thing and also a way to uh to get under each other's skin yeah um, it was an early conversation piece whether you knew it or not like this is something oh, yeah. that occupied your mind and everything it's hilarious because usually the console wars are happening on the playground so yep. I mean, like what's happening when you guys go to school like are are you guys close i imagine you're close in in age yeah, so like you're walking older. to school, like kind of bu- bugging each other about video games, and you get there, and I'm sure you've got friends who are on one side of the console war versus the other, and then that takes on a whole shape. Like this is, I haven't, I haven't seen. Is this a? Does this take form in the comic, in the Megadad's comic? There has to be a flashback kind of episode. Oh, we and haven't just yet. Getting but... completely out of hand. Like this is totally a South Park episode. Yeah. But in oh my goodness, this is incredible. It was it was just kind of like absurd. And I would love to go back in time and kind of watch it from the outside because we, like I said, we were living <laughs> together and we were playing each equally. Right. I would play Nintendo 64 just as much as he would play PlayStation. So what was the fight about? What but was I think it when about you're a teenage, it? I think when you're a teenage boy, you're just looking for something to fight about, sure. especially when it's your brother. Like you've mm-hmm. just got to. You just got to fight with your brother because you're cooler than he is, right? No matter what. Of course, yeah. You nobody could be as cool than as you. Who, yeah. What's the dynamic? You're you're younger than him? Yes, I'm the youngest of three. Yeah. So what was it like kind of having two siblings growing up kind of setting the trends ahead of you? And then is that was that part of maybe some of this conflict of maybe a little bit of rebellion? Like, I'm not listening to you. I'm going to set my... Whether you think about that or not, but sometimes yeah. we just happen to rebel against the, the examples that are set before us. Sure. I mean, I think a lot of it was just trying to find your own identity. Sure. And not necessarily, it, it wasn't necessarily a matter of, you know, not agreeing with someone. It's just trying to put that stake in the ground of mm-hmm. you, who you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a kid and your hormones are like exploding, it's, you're just, <laughs> you're, you're cranked up to 11 about everything. Like, and that's everything what PlayStation was the about. They were speaking yeah. directly to you, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Very exciting, so, very new, and just against the norm of, of right. Nintendo and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the what was the first game that you played on PlayStation? Was that like was it Crash Bandicoot? Do you remember the, the bundle maybe that you got? I remember when I bought it, it came with a demo disc, and I didn't get I a game it. out of the gate because that was still in the days of rental. So oh yeah, of I remember course. I remember buying buying the game uh, the console playing Wipeout on the demo disc yes and then immediately going out and renting as much as i could Mm -hmm. and i think the very first game that i rented was jumping flash that robot i've never heard of that game never heard of jumping flash no uh it was like a first person you were a robot rabbit Uh uh-huh and it was first person mode and you would jump incredible heights and you would see these 3d worlds and 3d worlds were new right Mm -hmm. so terrible terrible graphics um (laughs) but but i remember just being in just like incredible like i can go anywhere and i'm it's my perspective and you know Mm -hmm. first person was pretty new to me as well so uh i remember playing that and it's probably just a terrible terrible game looking back now but i just pull up a couple images uh not that impressive looking. no (laughs) but it's amazing what nostalgia does to you you mentioned that you bought it was this like were you were you a a frugal kid like a a fiduciary responsibly uh responsible kid that just saved up money because i was definitely like that i was cheap as hell i saved up all my quarters and everything i actually had yeah good that's amazing Mm -hmm. so was it your own purchase or was this like birthday money or kind of thing 
I think this was pretty recently after getting my first job. So this was, I mean, and, and that was part of it too. Like this was. Wait mine. a minute, I, what are you, your first job? Like how old are you? I think I was seventeen at the time. Oh, okay, okay. I'm an I old you, guy. I thought you said <laughs> I thought you said you were eleven. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I had my first job at the time, and uh, which was what? Yeah. What were you doing? Uh, I was working at Walgreens. Nice as yeah. a cashier. As a cashier and eventually as an assistant manager. Whoa. Yeah, I moved up quick in the Walgreens ranks. <laughs> I didn't realize I was in the presence of such royalty here. Yeah, I should, right. I should have done my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was a high roller. But um, I think that was part of it, too, was just like, you know, everything that came before was a gift. Right. From mom or dad. And you were just kind of told, like, this is what you are going to enjoy. So, right. <laughs> and they were right. I mean, nothing was better than you know, the NES in its heyday, but no kidding. But, uh, yeah, PlayStation was like the first one that was mine. How were you learning about it? Like other than maybe commercials, were you into like magazines or games media or anything like that at the time? You were always really into like EGM and game fan and, um, game pro all the magazines that, you know, pretty much all but gone away. Mm -hmm. We were always tuned into, you know, what was coming next. And I think that's like, that's like, you know, just common for gamers these days, you go online and you can see everything. But at the time, you know, you had to go to a Walgreens and pick up the newest magazine. Um, but my first exposure to PlayStation, funny enough, and I, I don't even know how I remember this, but <laughs> there was there was a PlayStation set up at a McDonald's. Nice. That I remember too. And it was in the little kid area where they had, you know, the smaller tables and the big porcelain Ronald McDonald. And there was a PlayStation <laughs> plugged in there. And I remember sitting there and looking at this thing and not even knowing what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did my research and uh, and it was the thing. And then, of course, Final Fantasy VII was announced to be coming to it. And it's like, okay, there, take my money because mm-hmm. that's where I'm going. I was a huge Final Fantasy fan as a kid. So that kind of sealed the deal. They they accomplished so much with those because the, all you need to do is splash the Final Fantasy logo and you've captured all these people who've been playing it forever. And then for people who have no idea what Final Fantasy is, those commercials didn't scare you away because they're kind of a big deal. Like they're kind of a big game. There's uh, there's mechanics yep. there that if you haven't played a Japanese role playing game before, could be kind of terrifying. But they won you over so strongly with those commercials that it didn't matter. You just wanted to see those graphics and those cinematic scenes. The commercials they were like. They were like commercials. They were like film trailers. They were. So, like, you're right. The mechanics didn't even play into the marketing of that because it was just presented on such an epic scale mm-hmm. that if you were not a fan, you were super intrigued. Yeah, so, we don't we don't really have any more space for video games to reach out into in terms of their marketing and how they how they the style of their commercials. The fact that we even get TV commercials anymore is incredible because uh, yeah. that was a new thing at one point as well. But mm-hmm. I think probably the last thing I can recall is maybe like the Gears of War commercial where they sure. had they just is you know the Mad World is very famous but very different. And I don't know that we have anywhere else for video game. But anyway, this is just a, a tangent that I <laughs> just thought of. What what is the console? Is it the PlayStation? Like, what's the console that you have the fondest memories about? Maybe not necessarily your favorite console, but mm-hmm. what what kind of had good times all around? Um, with, um, with which console? I don't know. I think it's really a toss up between the the PlayStation One and the Super Nintendo. Oh, okay, um, yeah. My days with the PlayStation were, you know, I was a young man and I was just, you know, at that at that precipice of of moving out on my own and. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really starting to establish the direction that my life was going. So I remembered, 
you know, you kind of identify what your favorite gaming memories by what was happening in your life. Right. You know, what was going on around you. And every time I think about my favorite games and my favorite game memories, it's it's more like a like a snapshot of what life was like when I was, you know, 18 or 19. Right. Um, so PlayStation has a lot of, you know, good memories for me. But Super Nintendo, even even more so, I think, is, you know, that's when I was really a kid. Yeah. I was like old enough to really identify with some of this stuff and get the the artistry of these games. Okay. Um, but I was young enough where you know I was still a kid, and that's just those are great memories to have. Mm-hmm. Were you having like? Because I I think when I think of Super Nintendo, I think of birthday parties and sleepovers <laughs> with twelve people yep. in the room, and we're all switching the controllers around. Like same idea for you. Like, totally. What oh, are yeah. some of? Do you have like any any birthday? Me- I know while I ask you this question, like if you have any um, specific memories around like a, a particular party or something, I remember playing Sonic Spinball at a, <laughs> at a birthday party. We were playing this all night and I don't know what it was about this game. I was so obsessed. I guess it was about the progression that was in this game. Mm-hmm. I was so angry every time I had to pass the controller around. I was that kid. I think I had like a bit of a bit of a temper tantrum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, like, But do you have any kind of particular fondness fond memories around like one birthday party or a sleepover or is anything that comes to mind around that uh yeah my best friend at the time he had a super nintendo before i did so i can remember having a sleepover at his house and yeah. he had super mario world and it just like blew my mind mm-hmm. i can remember staying up all night playing super mario world and, and that was just like you go home the next day and you're like mom 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 gotta have this gotta have this and uh yeah that that was a very strong memory and uh the memory of the christmas that i got final fantasy 3 which is final fantasy 6 yes i remember very vividly sitting in the living room playing the opening of that game after you know everybody's opened the presents and some uh, some have gone to bed and i can remember <laughs> mom and dad sitting together in another room which mm-hmm. you know that was a rare occurrence as it was but i remember sitting playing this game and looking over and seeing mom and dad sit together and just thinking this is the best like this is the greatest thing um and i fell in love with that game that's that's still one of my favorite games to this day i love that how does that sort of translate into now you being a parent like thinking about um knowing that these these that gaming created kind of such a great foundation for you and and created such a nice bond for for you and your brother and it, it means so much like how then do you translate that into your own family life now that you're kind of the head of the head of the pack. Right. Well, I mean, gaming is obviously still a big deal for me. Um, mm-hmm. There's less time for it, which you'll you'll find out. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified <laughs> of it. I'm trying yeah. to like squeeze in every moment I can. Yeah, it's 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 weird how you kind of you know you never let go of it. Obviously, I've got like 30 amiibo on my shelf and you know collectibles. Up, I actually got this really cool Super Mario Kart. RC car. I love for, it for my birthday this year. Mm-hmm. I turned 36 and I get a radio remote <laughs> controlled Mario. Yes. Um, so it's it you know it's always a part of you. And right. I think as my son gets older, he's you know he's just two now. Right. He he identifies what it is. You know he sees when Daddy's playing and cute little story. I was playing. Uh, I got the new Tomb Raider for PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. and uh, I was sitting in the living room just playing it. And he walks in the room and he sees me and. He pull. He goes over to the entertainment center, pulls open the drawer, grabs the Wii U gamepad, 
sits on the floor and he's pretending to play along with me. So it's like it's clear that he's going to he's going to get that, you know, oh, he's yeah. going to grow into that um, nature and nurture. On right. This one. I mean, you know, as a dad, you're like, you know, whatever my kid loves, he's he's you know, I'm going to be fine with. But For sure. But he's going to love video games, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's, like a lot of gamers who become parents are like, please, for the love yep. of God. I, Chelsea and I are convinced that our kids are going to have want to have nothing to do with video games or anything yep. nerd. And they're going to be complete. That's going to be their way of rebelling is because sure. we're both obsessed about it so much. Mm-hmm. My wife is like she she plays a little bit. She's sure. not she wouldn't you know consider herself a gamer. Uh, every once in a while, we'll find something that's co-op that we can play together. But for the most part, she's really not, you know, super into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like really into sports growing up, you know. So she's like, "Well, what what sport do you think we should have Elliot play?" And I'm like, "Well, he's half mine too." <laughs> so <Golf>. Madden. <laughs> <laughs> Madden. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see like how much he takes from each of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious how. Um how you would say that your brother would describe you. I've asked you kind of to describe kind of the dynamic, but I'm always interested to see like how people would say that other people would describe him. John would describe me. Oh, see John and I, our relationship is tricky Uh because we're very much like we just screw around all the time. <laughs> we have a very difficult time actually being serious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think there's, I think there's a way that we feel about each other and you know, how we would describe each other if we were being honest okay. and like if we had a gun to our head and we were forced to share our feelings. Right. Uh, then there's like the, re- like if someone were just to ask us, Oh, he's a jerk, you know, he's a blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, I, John and I have a lot of respect for each other and yeah. I think we kind of understand each other. Uh, we, you know, we've had moments where, you know, we say I love you and then go take, you know, take a shot so that, you know, it doesn't reverberate uh, too much. But uh, I don't know, like I, we, we have a lot of understanding for each other. We have very much the same brain and we get teased mm-hmm. about that a lot. Yeah. Uh, where we'll see something on TV and we'll call each other at the exact same time to talk no to each way. other. about. Oh, yeah. It's kind of creepy. What um, kind of TV shows are you guys both into? Um... I, I kind of like the comedy stuff, yep. um, sci-fi action. I'm really into the Flash. Yes. Um, I'm not much of a comic book guy, but I love all the comic book TV shows and, and movies. Mm-hmm. So we're like, you know, the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy and that stuff. So we're on the same page with a lot of that stuff. Actually, we're really both into The Bachelor, which is super embarrassing. Amazing. I'm into Big Brothers. I have no judgment. I am yeah. totally into trash TV. I love it. <laughs> We've gotten into that in the show a few times where uh, – <laughs> where I I would watch it with my wife for a couple of years and he would just rail into me like you are such a wimp like how can you watch this garbage and then one day he's like you bastard I'm so hooked on this oh, that's the worst <laughs> that's right like that's just awful so uh, were I, you guys nervous at all knowing just how similar you are um, putting that onto a show because because like you said like people will call you guys out on being right. so similar was that something that was that a consideration at all or is maybe that's the best part of the show is just two people of the same mind come together. I think, I think it's, it's, it's good because, you know, we can play off of each other really well. Right. When one of us lays into the shtick of our show. And honestly, a lot of our show is acting. It really is like it's, it's our personalities, but magnified times. For sure. Yeah. So 
when one of us can tell it, you know, we're going on a tangent, which is kind of tongue in cheek, <laughs> the other one knows how to pick up on it, you know? And, um, I think that helps in, with the show, but at the same time, like we're, we're super honest yep. and that's part of, you know, when, when John loves a game that I think looks like garbage, mm-hmm. like we go into it mm-hmm. we don't fight about it, but, but I think that's kind of part of our chemistry is we're able to say, wow, you are, you're a dumbass. This is, this is trash. And, and we can take that, you know, we can take the punches and go with it and it's all in good fun. Mm-hmm. So. And it takes on a different tone when it's family. Like it's something that everybody can kind of sure. get in with. They understand that we've all kind of like bickered with our brothers and sisters. Uh, right. But when it's a when it's a friend, it's a little different. Like you almost have to be careful. Maybe I got to yep. like pull back on your punches a little bit because you don't want to break the friendship. A family is forever. He's going to yeah. be there no matter what. Yeah, unfortunately, we're kind of stuck with each other, so we don't have to pull the punches. We can just like just wind up and let it go. <laughs> Yeah, because mom will come around with a bag of ice so you can get the swelling you know, down later. Honestly, I've really considered having her as a guest on the show. Should. I think hilarious. Mom, mom was a gamer too. Not so much anymore, obviously, because you know mm-hmm. life takes over and you get older and you don't have time for that. But mom was at the time the biggest Tomb Raider fan you have ever seen. Come on, the original Tomb Raider. My mom has finished complete all the way through multiple times. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. It's it's great. Uh, we used to have Mario Kart 64 tournaments, and she would get vicious. Oh, man. <laughs> Mom would drop an F-bomb the, like you wouldn't believe. No way. <laughs> yeah. So I've I've considered having Mom on just, just for the sheer comedy. Because like I said, our show is just, it's just silly fun so oh, what would she talk about like what do you what would you I anticipate that she, oh you, my gosh you you would just like let her go on yeah. whatever um is yeah she, she doesn't talker? know anything. is she is she like a did she have the gift of gab like you guys she has the gift of comedy like mom oh, is mom is funny um yeah. she doesn't really know anything about the industry today but she she'll give it just as much as you can dish it out so mom mom is almost the best with the insults <laughs> <laughs> So having her on would probably be interesting. Well, she's probably, she's got to be like a tough lady. Like she yeah. doesn't take any crap. She doesn't have time for that kind of crap. She's yeah. just got to sort things out and, and move on to whatever the next challenge is. Yeah, mom, mom had a tough go of it. I mean, she yeah. had to, she had to conquer the three of us as we were growing up and really just like make sure that this family didn't fall apart. Mm-hmm. And there was lots of opportunity for this family to fall apart. So mom is a strong one. And, uh, yeah, she's she's an interesting character. I she's love like the wise old it. lady now. <laughs> I love the way that you talk about your family. You have obviously like a deep deep love and appreciation for your family, and I think that that would be a very profound episode for you guys to have. Just like the whole, and I've I've wanted to do the same thing with with my family, but I don't know. I maybe this is maybe just kind of lean me over because I think that I've I've been thinking about having them, and the re- I asked you about your brother and like if it, if you're nervous at all about having uh kind of being so similar my family we're all very very different but there are certain points where we're identical like there are certain things i think we all have a very similar laugh and we'll laugh about the same kind of thing so if we I, maybe I, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing but if i have any of them on um and i always picture having both my my brothers i have an older brother and a younger brother if i have them all at the same time um We'll be talking, and I always imagine just like one thing, and then we all just burst out laughing at the same time, and that'll be that'll be it. It'll be over. <laughs> um, when 
I want to know more about your mom though, man. She just sounds awesome. Like when, when in your life was it just the four of you guys? Um, pretty early. I think mm-hmm. I was seven. I oh, mean, wow. it was, it was, but you it know was... what's going on. Like seven years old, you're like conscious and, and conscious. Yeah. About... I mean, like I, re- I remember the turmoil of, you know, as you know, the fallout of dad leaving. Wow. Um, I don't really remember much about, and this is probably like some sort of psychological thing where you just choose not to remember, but I don't really remember much about leading up to it. So pretty much all of my memories are, you know, when dad was gone. Mm -hmm. So was that like something like, how do you react to something like that? Was it anger? Was it just kind of pulling back? I can imagine just hiding in my room and just kind of Mm -hmm. like, getting into books and maybe that's where like some of the artistry comes out too, because that's it. That's a bit of an outlet. Yeah. Um, there's a not, lot of retreating for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, into the of, art. A lot of going, you know, reading comic books mm-hmm. or sitting in your room and playing games by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really it's like creating a world that's better than what you've got. Right. So very early I'm drawing comics and creating characters and, uh, playing games about fantasy worlds that I can literally, you know, um, uh, re- retreat to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, escape to. Mm-hmm. Um, what what better what better way to forget about how much your life sucks at the moment than to be the hero of, you know, uh, yeah. some world and st- save the world and have a band of heroes with you to do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, video games were very therapeutic for sure. How about friends around you? Like, did you have like a good, strong group of friends or was it family first? You guys stick together as a unit? Pretty much just family. Yeah, um, that's awesome. One or two friends, but nothing mm-hmm. really. I mean, it was it was very much like this is us and we're in it, you know, yeah. together kind of a thing. So, I mean, we were nerd kids, so we weren't the most popular. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. Like that first. I mean, let's this, forget. This is, something's <laughs> never changed. I mean, I'm still doing a podcast with my brother and I'm a 36-year-old man. We're still sitting in my basement with my toys surrounding me. So (laughs) Hmm, maybe I need to rethink what I'm doing with my life. (laughs) I love it. Well, you you mentioned before that you don't really like, I'm going to ask you this question anyways. I'm curious. uh, You mentioned you're playing uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. What else have you got kind of on the go these days? Uh, As far as games that I've been playing? Yeah. uh, What's you been playing as Jason Lacey would say? What's I been playing? Um, I've got, I've got the PS4 and I've got the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wii U has been unplugged for quite a while. Cause, oh no! Yeah, um, my gamepad's got kind of wonky, and I don't want to pay Nintendo one hundred and fifty dollars to get it refurbished. So isn't that insane? Yeah, I heard you so, talk about that on Nintendo Dads as well. So that's yeah. that's too bad. I'm waiting for Switch. Um, I never really found the pull to get an Xbox One. So um, mm-hmm. my big games this year have been Uncharted Four. Um, I've, I'm a huge Uncharted fan. Mm-hmm. Like that's been my franchise for a long time. So I thought that was absolutely. I gave it a ten. I yeah. thought it was absolutely incredible. I, there mm-hmm. obviously there are things that you can pick apart about that game, but what an experience! I was in from yeah. the beginning to the end, and the multiplayer. And I'm yep. not normally a multiplayer kind of guy, but I was just kind of wowed by the entire package. Yeah, um, it, it, it's funny because like as as I have less and less time to game, I find myself getting more and more interested in what's coming. Like, I still love to read about, you know, what games I won't have time to play in the future. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I'm super excited for Switch. I'm just, like, I've got money set aside already. Um, Yeah, us too. (laughs) We thought it was coming out this year. Yeah, right? (laughs) Or last year or, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, I I love just the world of video games, whether I have time to play them or not. Right. Um, I'm, I'm really into really smaller 
you know, indie games that are, you know, two hours or so. Mm-hmm. Like I played Gone Home this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really interested in Inside. I haven't tried that yet, but oh, I heard that's excellent. kind of a microbite. Mm-hmm. That's like a smaller one. You you learn to appreciate games that are not 40 hours long. Right. Because you want to feel that, that sense of accomplishment. Yep. I think. You don't want to just have a whole bunch of things that are unfinished. I mean, I have, we already have that as it is. So Right. I got Fallout 4 for Christmas last year, and it's... You know, it was like great. It was, <laughs> you're right. I think I got about eight hours into it, and then yeah. it's just like I'm I'm never going to beat this game. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun and everything, but I'm just never. I, I have to move on eventually. Yeah. Uh, same same thing with No Man's Sky. I got No Man's Sky this year, uh, which was it was fun for a little bit, but at the same time, it's like there's no end game, so I just kind of put it away. Yep. Um, so you really do learn to appreciate um, the smaller games, even games mm-hmm. that are. Uh, installments like chapters we played life is strange last year and that oh yeah just love that game mm-hmm. and it was one where you know you you play a couple hours your chapter is done that's a good cutoff point go change it's... a diaper <laughs> <laughs> yeah chances are it's not too long for the diaper change but it's right. probably a decent time yeah as well. it's, it's interesting that we start to see these episodic kind of content come out more and more i think <laughs> as the gaming generation ages because we can we can justify our minds. I'll sit down for a movie. Or I'll sit down for a, a TV show, but I won't sit down for a game. And then they come up with this content that you can consume in the same amount of time, and and it puts it on this on the same playing field. Sort of right. puts gaming back up on a it gives it a chance for. But you can for really tell how the industry is is switching focus to people like us who mm-hmm. are growing older and do have less time. And you see it from everything from episodic gaming to, you know, auto auto regenerating health is a way to not get the frustration of having to repeat a section over and over mm-hmm. again. We talked about this a couple months ago on our show where I, I'm not ashamed to say I love easy games. Yep. Uh, when I played Uncharted 4, I probably died like three or four times the entire campaign, and I was totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. You're still fighting against an opposition. You're still achieving something, but you don't get that frustration of, oh, my God, I got to go back and do that again. Yeah, because to go back and do that again. It can feel unfair. Like it, it's it's mm-hmm. a fine balance for game designers to do, and I think they probably get a. Um, well, at least for me, it's it feels like it's wrong more often than it's right. Where the challenge is so overwhelming that it doesn't feel unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Bloodborne or some of the Dark Souls games, but I mean, who has time for that these days? Right. Too right. I really yep. appreciate those games. That's more of a Christmas type of. Oddly enough, Bloodborne is my Christmas <laughs> holiday experience. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Swing a sword across your bloody face! Um, oh my goodness! I wanted to ask you about the Switch too. While we're, while we're talking about uh, switching sure. into new mm-hmm. generations and whatnot, um, do you? Does this sort of represent us? I'll get to reactions as well, but I wanted to ask you: like, does this represent a new opportunity for you to experience gaming, maybe more often, or does it make it more accessible? Like to me, that's the most exciting thing about Nintendo Switch: is that I can play for an hour at home if I've got an hour at home, but I also have a, a half an hour bus ride into yep. work. Yep. And so that's an hour commute there and back. And then maybe, so that's now two hours. It almost like doubles up my time that I can spend with a particular game. And I know mm-hmm. people are calling me out on being maybe a little ambitious, but say it's like Mass Effect, Andromeda, or I don't even know, even Doom, um, which was a great game on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Even if I had double the time because I can play it wherever I'm going, like that to me is the most exciting part about Nintendo Switch. And I don't really even care if it's two-hour battery life or seven-hour battery life. Sure. Like it just 
going to allow me to play everywhere. Well, and for a guy like me, I, you know, you eventually find yourself, you've got a budget, right? Right. And I haven't bought a portable, a handheld system since the first generation DS. Mm -hmm. So every, every game that's ever been out on 3DS, I've never had the opportunity to play it. You know, if Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose between having a handheld or, you know, a high definition home console, which is going to get my money? Well, I want the better, you know, more polished experience. So I always go with like PlayStation 4, or Xbox 360. And so with this now, Nintendo is putting all their eggs in one basket, theoretically. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to have that, that, oh man, I wish I could play New Leaf. I'm not going to have that anymore because I'm going to have a Switch. I can play it at home or I can play it on the go. Yep. And um, yeah, so I haven't had portable gaming in my life for quite a long time, unless you count Pokemon Go, which, right. <laughs> you know, that's... Are you still playing? Uh, not so much. I mean, yeah, every once in a while. If the, the, problem, the problem is I live in the suburbs. Right. And there's really nothing out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a bunch of rats and birds. Yeah. So anytime I go downtown or if we go to the Mall of America, you know, I'll take it out because it's just like Pokestops galore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not something that I'm regularly doing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited about... I, I'll be taking the Switch with me to work and, and playing on my lunch break. Yes. Uh, that's something I haven't been able to do since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. That's the, an interesting the, the way of looking at that, to, to win over the, the fans who maybe have moved on to something else, is that they will be able to bring this to work just like they were bringing their Game Boys or their, right. their older kind of style stuff. That is... Man, that is incredible! I can't well, wait. What were your overall reactions? Like, are you like obviously you're put you're putting money aside, but like, yep. were you pleased with the way that the reel went down this week? I I'm very excited. I think there are a lot of questions. Obviously, um, I think there are some things that are just going to not take off with Switch. I can't see ever using that little snap off controller to play yeah. NBA with my buddies. Like, that's <laughs> never going to happen. Um, I can't wait till it happens and we're going to play back this. Clip. Right, right. Wow, I was so wrong. This like, thing these things are so great. comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I that's like the one part of the sizzle reel where I'm just like, no, I, yeah. no, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very worried about Nintendo doing another console where there are going to be multiple controller options. That kind of drove me nuts with Wii U, sure. where you're playing on the gamepad and your friend's playing on a Wiimote and your other friend's playing with a with a, a pro controller. Right. I thought I thought that was just that was part of the muddying up of what the Wii U was. That was right. part of why people just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they kind of streamline that, make that a little simpler. Um, cause obviously they show pro controller in that trailer. Um, which looks phenomenal too. It does by look the way. great. Yep. So, I mean, all in all, I think this is, this is what Nintendo needed to do. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to take the success that they have with a 3ds, which has been very successful for them. And they're going to use that to inject some life into their home gaming market. Mm-hmm. It's been just dying on the vine for, you know, however many years. Mm-hmm. As happy as I am to see them going after us, more like the the people who have kind of grown up with games, how do you see this fitting in with a budding family? Like, how do you see this as a as a family device, especially as a portable family device that looks more like an iPhone and more like a modern piece of technology than it does a durable toy. Like, this isn't the 2DS right. anymore. Um, are you, what are your thoughts on, on that as a family kind of family-friendly device? That is where a lot of the worry comes in because okay. Nintendo has created a device that looks incredibly easy to break. Yeah. You're going to snap that kickstand off. You're going to break the connection of the uh, the Joy-Con. 
Um, the little docking station on the TV, how many times is my son going to go and knock that thing off? Mm-hmm. Um, that is definitely the the big question mark with, with Switch for me is how expensive is this going to be? How yeah. often am I going to have to replace a part? Uh, like you said, this looks very much like, like an iPad or, or some sort of sleek technology device. I mean, you look at that trailer, how many kids did you see in it? Yeah, zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, they're clearly going off after that millennial or you know older market, and which is fine. But as a dad, I'm looking at that and I'm like, oh, sending that back, sending that in to get fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it's tricky. It, it definitely is. This is not like a 2DS, which is like you know a brick with a screen. Your kid could probably flush that down the toilet and it'd be fine. Um, this yeah. is this is something that's kind of, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see until we can right. feel it in our hands. I mean, when you looked at the Wii U gamepad, oh, that looked great. And then you held it and you're like, this is made by Fisher Price. Totally. I felt like I was going to snap it in half if I got yeah. a little too, if I had an intense gaming session. Right. Yeah, it was so, kind of flimsy. I don't know. I can't, I guess I can't we'll wait. wait I, I really commend them for, for like, it, it was a targeted reveal for the people who care most about this right now. They got to win that audience over and then it'll sort of like spill over um, because kids don't have money. Kids are begging their parents for, for things, but it's really the older generation that will actually be pushing up the money. So win us over. And I feel like the other thing too, is that's what PlayStation did over Xbox and that's how they're winning. They went over that core audience where Xbox went for the mass market, but the mass market isn't an early adopter. Otherwise, it would just be like they wouldn't be called early right. adopters. It would just yeah. be like the way that it is. Yeah. Sony um, was like, hey, guys, remember Shenmue? Remember yeah. Crash Bandicoot? Yeah. Come on back and play because I mean, they, they did it right. They nailed it. And, you mm. know, with this Switch thing, it almost makes you wonder if Nintendo isn't going to continue with handheld gaming for kids. Like mm-hmm. when 3DS dies, are they going to have some more durable, cheaper, portable option that's still aimed at kids? Maybe. Who knows? This thing looks incredibly modular to me. Like I start to think about and whether this makes people cringe or not. I, I can imagine next year the release of the Nintendo, the NS two or the NS three, like starting starting to do what iPad did, where every year you're getting a new version with a bit better resolution, a little bit better sure. battery life, and some of those um, maybe a little better processor. I don't know. There's there's things about this that can be upgraded as we go. Maybe a little bit more easily, and you can sell it more easily than than the console i think the con the reason playstation is having so much trouble is because um it's requiring you not only to upgrade the hardware itself but your display your tv yeah and and apple is able to do it so easily because it's all in one you don't have to there are no other requirements for you right. just they sure. just give it to you so i don't know that i've ever really heard anybody explore that but nonetheless um coming up on our time here mr adam i've had so much fun talking to you today let's remind everybody where they can find you, all of your social media, all of your blogs, all your My websites, shenanigans. your Patreon. Let's get out there. And Extra Life, are we doing Extra Life? I forgot to talk about this. We are doing Extra Life this year, um, which is coming up super fast. I think I this know. is our fourth year, our third oh, year. That's awesome. Our third or fourth year doing this. Um, John is like the powerhouse behind our extra life campaign. He's done an incredible job of reaching out to game developers for prizes. We always offer up, uh, game codes for people who, who donate. Um, and so I, I believe he's got somewhere over a hundred codes, 
uh, everything from PlayStation 4 games to Xbox One to 3DS codes. Uh, and, and if anybody donates over $5, they get to pick whatever whichever code they want off of our Come master on. list. Yeah, he's he's done a pretty good job with that. Um, That's so, a good get. I'll donate right now. <laughs> so <laughs> What yeah, do you I got? Mean, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's one of those... I wish I had the list in front of me. Like I said, John has been like the spearhead of this whole Extra Life campaign. Good he's been really good at that. So... Um, are you yeah, we're, we're Megadads. How do you find you on on Extra Life? Yeah, our team is Megadads, mm-hmm. um, and I think he's got the master list on there. And I'm actually, if you donated to me personally, I've been doing art commissions. So anybody who donates ten dollars under my page, they'll get a free black and white digital art commission. And if you donate twenty dollars, you get a color. So any character you want, and I'm uh, I'm drawing for people for donations this year. You in are addition, winning in addition, me over. Yeah, in addition to the game code. So you get them both. This so. is incredible. I I don't know why I haven't done this yet. I will definitely have to. I'm I'm on your page right now, so this doesn't exactly make for great podcasting. <laughs> but I think everybody needs to do the same thing. Yeah, you guys have to- done an amazing job setting this up. Congratulations. Yeah, we've been you know we've been really uh, fortunate with the people that have you know in our community. We've got great fans, and um, we we just we want to do something that gives back. And so mm-hmm. Extra Life has been a great way of doing that. You know, we've we've corralled this giant group of nerds uh, <laughs> to, to follow us, and we want to we want to band together to do something good for the kids. That is awesome. I well, I encourage everybody to go over there right now. This is one of the best that I've seen. This is congratulations, you guys have done an amazing job. Where else um, can we promote and drive people to support you guys? Uh, well, megadads.org is our website, so you can go there and see everything that we do. We do. Um, weekly blogs, our web comic that I draw, Megadads 2D, that's put up monthly. Megadads Live is our podcast, that's also monthly, and that's been the key to our success. Because, I mean, how much can a couple of old farts talk about? You know. <laughs> so once a month, we'll have a new episode on that. Uh, so you can go to Megadads.org and really see all of that. I um, love it. You can it's also so bite sized. Uh, yeah, on social media, we're on Twitter at Megadads Blog. Uh, we're on Facebook. Mega Dads, we're pretty much everywhere. And then our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash megadads. And um, you can support the show and get all sorts of cool digital goodies for that too. Um, we do monthly prize packs for all of our patrons where they get free digital art from me, um, a couple of my songs that you hear on the podcast. So we bundle all that up and send that out to our patrons once a month as well. So any any amount of money gets you in there. I am completely overblown by all of the stuff that you guys are doing. This is totally worth supporting. Thank you so much for being here on the show with me today, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It's been a blast. And the show is over. That is it. Thank you so much to Adam Leonard. What a... Are you guys inspired? Do you want to just pick up a little notepad and start doodling a little bit? I so want to just head on over to Neighbor Matt's house, grab our copy, uh, a little movie that we used to rent from the library. Yes, we've been doing this for a while. A movie on VHS called How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way with Stan Lee. Yes, that is how I grew up. We used to just put that on the old... 32 inch tube tv it was big screen actually it was 36 i think at matt's house big huge tv we would sit at the table 
and learn how to draw comics the Marvel way. That's all I can think about right now. I just want to want to go draw, and I'm not very good at it. I want to play guitar, and I'm not very good at that either. So that's what I mean. You're an inspiring kind of dude, Adam. You just want to. I just want to go create. And well, I guess I'm doing that right now. So this will this will suffice for now. So, so thank you again, guys. Please please support him. Is this just? I mean, he's already got a huge community, but it wouldn't hurt if if you went over there and, and helped him out with their Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Megadads, uh, their podcast, Megadads Live. Twitter at the art of Adam L is is the personal Twitter. You can find him also on Megadad's blog uh, at Megadad's blog. Excuse me. The Facebook, the original Facebook page he was talking about, Facebook.com/slash/Megadad's, and the website Megadad's.org is where you can find all the incredible commission artwork and just the, the comics and everything there. Go check that out because you you really be doing yourself a nice little favor just it might even inspire you to do a little something something on the side that's what i that's what i found anyways when i went over there so thank you guys so much for being here and listening if this is your first episode and you found this it's found us by chance hit subscribe it'd be great to have you back next week we're gonna have some great guests we're gonna have more chats i'll tell you what's been up we'll have updates on extra life and uh it'll just be it'll be a, a grand old time we're coming up on a one-year anniversary pretty quick we're we're only a matter of weeks away before we've been doing this for for about a year so and it's all thanks to you guys it's all thanks to uh all the feedback and the guests and everything this is a nice little ride that we've been on together so thank you guys so much for being here again if you want to be part of the show or if you have feedback or if you just want to chat uh hit me up on twitter at sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants you can send longer form feedback or questions or whatever uh, by email we the gamer cast at we the nerdy.com that's official isn't it like we have it's not just a gmail email it's a it's a we the we the nerdy email that's kind of neat i don't know i'm just trying to fluff that up a little bit so you guys send the emails that would be awesome also um we're gonna do giveaways from the we the GamerCast twitter so follow that at we the GamerCast. it's another way you can reach out to me as well and another shout out for the facebook group facebook.com slash group slash we the nerdy fan group that's where we're all chatting and I probably should do more of that, but that's a, a nice little shout out there. And you guys can can be we can be nerdy together. Subscribe to my other shows. I also do a movie podcast called Nerdflix and Chills with Gary Taru. We always watch a new episode, and by episode I mean movie in the theater. We reviewed The Accountant this week, and then we watch an old movie as well, which is connected to last week's movie. So this week we watched Good God. What did we watch? The Truman Show, which was connected by to uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And next week, who knows? We may be watching, what is it? The Firm. So there is a connection from Bill and Ted to The Truman Show to The Firm with Tom Cruise. It's a fun little game that we play called Six Degrees of Chill. You can also find me on If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby the Nintendo Guru. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and YouTube.com slash Nintendo Guru. That is it. I'm so trying not to say that is all because that's Bobby's thing and I love that he says that. So otherwise, this is episode 54 of We The Gamer Cast. It is now in your ears. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week. Please, I hope you're here with me too. Now it's time for Jason. 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 Jason! Sean! Sean! Sean!
Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!